views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I love what we're getting ready to talk about today. Dr. Glenna Rice is in the house. You can't have everything you ask for. Or can you? You can't have everything you ask for. Or can you? Um, wow. What a fabulous topic for today. Because I need to get some insight into this. You know, what happens when you grow up? And you hear those words, you know, you know what? You just can't have everything you want in life. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Uh, And if you think you're going to go back for a second piece of cake, what are you thinking? That is not like the thing to be thinking. What are you thinking? Yeah, please don't think that big. Think small. Well, that is not what Dr. Glenna Rice is, uh, is about. You know, today, this is a topic that she is so thrilled to be sharing with all of us and for us to talk about. You know, one of the things I said before the show is, this is the time really now to become Ask For It Warriors. This is the time, and you're going to find out why. Did anyone teach you as a grown-up how to be a parent? I know for me, I, I don't think I was even taught how to be a child. But if you're not taught how to be a parent, what can you learn? What is it about life that can make the whole process easier? Everyone thrives, loving relationships. That's what Dr. Glenna does. She helps people understand the relationships they have, you know, not just in parenting, but in life. You know, as a physical therapist, she's the owner of Access Physical Therapy. She's an access facilitator, access consciousness facilitator. She puts on seminars all over the world. You know, she works with people to help them understand the potentiality, their possibilities. Um, And whether you're watching her on a live webinar or you're taking a three-day body class with her, this is what you can know, that it is about looking at life, not from the words probability, not from the words of limitation, but stepping out into possibilities. Today, this question, this idea of can I have it all or not, is one of those things that we do not step forward and help ourselves with. The other thing is, you know, some of you might be thinking, well, what if, What if I've lived a life 
of thinking that it's too late for me now. Well, stay tuned. This show is a lot about that. Uh, Dr. Glenna Rice joining me here today, a regular, does a regular series with us, brings us new insights and possibilities. I wonder what would happen if you listened to my last show. I wonder what would happen if when Lynn Andrews asked me about my vision, about what, what I saw, I wonder what would happen if I would have answered that from a place of lack or compromise. Dr. Glenna, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hi, Dr. Pat. Thank you for having me on. I have so much fun doing the show. Um, you know, I, I got to tell this you, topic. this is fun, but this is big. This is big. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you why, and, and then we'll get into it. Uh, it is so big that we don't even know that we've created our consciousness around this, and we don't even know that we've created scarcity consciousness. So this was an important topic for you because you had a real live interaction with someone. Tell us about that. Yeah, so when I was looking at what, you know, what to talk about today on the show, um, it just popped into my head. I just did a, a parenting class, I guess it's been a couple weeks now, in Dublin, Ireland, and I had a... Um, a father come in with his adult daughter who had a three-year-old. So his grandfather, his daughter, and their, their, their grandchild was not there. Um, and they had never had any access before, which is always really surprising. How did you find me? <laughs> How did you find this class? Um, and he said, oh, I saw this Dr. Glenn Rice on a, TV, on a video and talking about conscious parenting. And his point of view was like, oh, well, I didn't do a great job parenting, but maybe my grandchild could have more, which was amazing to me that someone was choosing from that place. Just amazing. But so at the end of the class, his his daughter asked about, had a question about her toddler, a three-year-old or older than that, who was having temper tantrums and just saying, my daughter is so powerful. And I said, of course she is. She got you here. Energetically, she got her grandfather and her mother into this class. That's a powerful little girl. And um, I said, so I just asked some questions, like, what are these temper tantrums, you know, about? She said, well, Usually because she can't have something she wants is where, what her, you know, the, the, the um, daughter's having her temper tantrums about. And, and she, I said, well, what if she could? You know, what's that look like? What's, you know, asking more questions. And she said, well, I was always told you can't have everything you want. And she was saying, I tell that to my daughter, but you can't have any, everything you want. And then she started to laugh because that's what she says to her daughter. And then her father started to laugh. And she looked at him and she goes, well, that's what you always told me. And he started, and he just said, well, that's what everyone told me. You can't have everything you ask for. I was like, wow, what a, you know, how that comes down generation after generation and generation. And this little girl was going, hey, you know, maybe we could change this. Maybe I could change your points of view. Because really that's what happened in the class is it changed the, um, her, her parents' And her grandparents' points of view, which I think was just amazing. Uh, so I was talking about with children. Um, one of the things that I always, you know, I, I talk to parents about is when a child asks for something, anything, even if it's something you cannot possibly buy them or get them, you never say no. You ask them, well, what's possible? What would it take to create them? What would it take to have that? You don't cut the possibility of asking out of their world by saying, well, you can't have everything you ask for. And this is something I've done, I did with my children and 
you know, this is like, you know, what, 12 years of doing access tools and using them. You know, my kids were my test cases. Um, <laughs> seeing what, what they're creating now with that point of view, that they could have anything they asked for. Because mom never told them they couldn't. I always sometimes say, well, I can't pay for that right now. And, you know, my daughters would go out and create money or ask grandparents or they would, they would create what they were asking for. Now, these were like Game Boys or a new computer or an iPhone. These are the kind of, you know, bigger money things at the time. I'd be like, ah, I can't really pay for that now. But what would it take to have that? Totally different point of view that you can't have everything you ask for. And I see them going out in the world now. Two of them have moved out. I'm almost a empty nester. I have one left at home. Um, and they do. When they ask for something, they choose for something that they'd like to have as part of their reality and part of their life, it shows up with with an ease. And just to have that possibility, if more people had that possibility, what would that create? Yeah. Boy, I love this show because, and I love this topic because this is really about really, for me, taking a look at what's going on inside me. You know, what mm-hmm. is it about this that you just shared about being, you know, I be let's just say being groomed for scarcity. See, that's what I call it. <laughs> it's being groomed for scarcity. Now, I know many are thinking, really, Pat, are you going to really say that? Did you really just say that? Because, you know, it's all positive talk. But Glenna knows that I'm the one that's going to say stuff like that so that she can, put, she can laugh a little bit about mm-hmm. it. But, yes, some of us may have been groomed for scarcity. And that doesn't mean we can't be ungroomed. Do you know what I'm saying? Look at yeah. groomed. That's a word, right? You know, mm-hmm. we grew every day we wake up and we say, am I going to take a shower today? I'm going to do my hair. That's grooming. Why is it then, Glenna, when it comes to changing our perspective or point of view and learning tools, we think we can't learn it? Well, can you know, so there's an expression, right? And, and I've got my little friend here to talk more about it. Uh, there's an expression, you know, you, you can't teach an, an, an old dog new tricks, right? So I've got yeah. this little dog, and I don't know if you're, you're watching me on video, but can you see this little dog here, Glenn? I don't know if you can see my video. But if you take a look, no. do you see this little dog right here? Okay, so this little dog, when you ask this dog a question like, do I have to live in scarcity? Do you have any idea what this dog will say to you? <laughs> Do you have any idea what this dog will say to you? Are you ready? This dog yeah. has an answer because this is the, look, we all have our tools. I go to this dog and I say, hey, listen. And by the way, this dog's called Dr. P. Diddy. Do, do I need to live in scarcity? Do you think I should live in scarcity today? <laughs> That's that's what this dog says. That's what this dog says. That's what this dog says. That's exactly what this dog says. And why is it? Because that's what happens when we say yes to scarcity. Scarcity is laughing at us, isn't it? It's like, I got you yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's funny. Yeah, a dog really has, doesn't even understand it. It's like totally confusing to a dog's world what, we <laughs> ought, you know, what we're all about. when we're like, we can't have it and we're being groomed for scarcity. Because for so, them, they're just, you know, everything's going to be there. They're going to get fed. They're going to sleep. They're going to have fun. They're going to play. They're going to uh, choose what they choose. Uh, they're going to make you happy. If you'll be happy, they'll make you sad. If you don't want to be happy, they'll do it, Do all this stuff. Dogs are um, 
and they don't have a scarcity point of view. It doesn't exist for them. It doesn't exist. One that we get. Exactly. They also don't have this conditional love point of view, right? Because that's also what we're talking about. You know, this idea of really infiltrating or have, you know, fear infiltrate our, our, the grooming of our soul really is what we're talking about. But, you know, you, you know, you're looking at this from a different point of view now. What stops us from asking? What stops us from asking, Glenna? Even when you read yeah. the scriptures, right? I can get all biblical right now on folks, but I'm, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. there. But even when you read it, ask and you shall receive, right? They're not saying, you know, yeah. could you please ask for just a teeny bit? Yeah, and it's not a conditional ask. Like, you can ask if you're good enough. It's asking you <gasps> receive. And a lot of us will stop ourselves from asking because we don't think we, you know, we're going to make deals with the universe or with God or something. I'll, if I ask for this, if you give me this, then I'll do these great things. I promise. That's not how it works. You ask from out of, without a point of view for the things that will create more in your life and create more for you. And the universe will start to arrange itself to gift you those things. Or if you, and it's partially it's not if you can receive, if you're willing to receive. And we have points of views about what it should look like and how we should receive it and where it should come from and who should give it to us. Which is um, which also stops our asking. Uh, like with, with my kids having the point of view, if they had the point of view that they could only get everything in the world from me, like I was the mm. only source of everything, how limited would their life be? I'm not a multimillionaire. I don't have connections everywhere in the world. You know, I can't get them into the colleges they wanted because I don't have you know direct access to the dean. Um, so if I was the only source for what they could ask for, if, that, if they had that lim- limited point of view, many of the things they were asking for in their life wouldn't have shown up or wouldn't have shown up with the ease they sh- were showing up with because I'm not the source. And one of the things is we think that there's only certain places when we ask for things, there's only certain ways that they can show up. And that point of view stops so many um, of the possibilities and the choices you have for, for receiving what you're asking for. So with, with, yeah. with me telling them how could, well, okay, cool. That's what you'd like to have. You want a new Game Boy, you know, when they're eight years old. What would it right. take to get that? Just what would it take to get that? Um, my daughter wanted an iPad. And I'm like, oh, gosh, an iPad, what are those costs right now? It's not. <laughs> and, okay, what would it take to get that? And someone that had money and had kids and had an extra iPad that was pretty new just goes, here, you want an iPad? Let me give this to you. And I was like, dumbfounded for that second, going, wow, she really can receive what she's asking for. She doesn't have a point of view about where it comes from, how it, how it reaches her, um, what it looks like, and she's grateful for what she receives. You know, Glenna, one of the things that's so timely about this show, and and by the way, we just, you know, this show is following uh, Lynn Andrews, who just created a new deck of Oracle cards, you know, different than anything she's ever done before, you know, and they're called Sacred Vision, right? You know, they're Mm -hmm. not Sacred Vision uh, for only a teeny bit. Because it would be like an oxymoron to say the word sacred and then vision and the same thing, and to really be limited on, you know, what we see for ourselves, our future, our lives, or the world. But sometimes what happens is we have to deal with the D word, the D, the D word, and that's not dog. That is deserve. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. You don't deserve that. 
I don't oh. deserve it. I'm not good. I just I haven't done enough. I haven't worked hard enough. There's one. Um, when we have the sources of working hard to get something, and we don't deserve it if we don't work hard enough, we totally stop what we could ask for. We won't even ask for it if we don't think we can deserve it. Um, this is funny because it kind of brings up the whole NFL thing, which I've been following, this crazy, our crazy president, um, not do very we nice ask man. The dog what, do we want to ask my little dog friend what my, little, what my buddy, Dr. P, did he thinks of that? Uh, yeah. Do, do we want to? Okay, so so uh, Dr. P. Diddy, by the way, Glenna follows all everything that goes on in social media more so than me, right? Okay. So okay. Twitter, we'll say we'll save him because he's looking at me kind of weird right now. I, okay, so he says get back to me. Okay, but you've okay. been following it. I've been following it, right? Because I I choose not to live with my head in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, we all, most people probably on the air have heard, you know, that Trump's upset that the football players kneel because of their making a stance for racial inequality, police brutality, and they're kneeling. And then there's this president telling them, you know, they need to stand or they need to do what he says or they should be fired. Just the foulest angry energy. Um but some of the commentators on it, like I was listening to yesterday, were talking about how these football players don't get the privilege they have making millions being on these football teams. And it was like, wow. No, these are all young men, when they were probably very young boys, who asked for something. None of them said, I don't want to be a football player. They all asked in some practice, wow, what would it take to be professional or in the NFL? That was the energy that they were being, or they went would never gone to practice six days a week and gotten their heads banged against each other day after day after day. If this is something they asked for, and we've got people up there saying they don't get the privilege they have, that's like they don't deserve it unless they act correctly, the way some arbitrary dude up there in the, his pulpit tells them they should act. And this is one of the things that stops people from asking, is when we, don't, when we see someone having something great, and then, you know, we don't agree with their point of view or we're jealous of them or envious. Then we say that they don't, they don't get what they have, that they're not, you know, doing what they're supposed to do to receive that great thing. And that stops people because that kind of a judgment will stop people from asking really big. And I'm, these, you know, professional players ask big to get where they are. They had a big ask to, to be one of the few people that were chosen to be on these teams. Um, and I'm just kind of appalled by with the commentary. I don't get appalled by lots, but for right now I am. I may go to my first football game ever just just to make a point. <laughs> well, I think that there's a couple things that you're talking about here that I think it, it, it's really important and it ties right into this. So one of the things when we say ask, right, and we ask, yeah. There's a difference between, and maybe not a, maybe a hairline, like a hairline <laughs> fracture, right? Um, but there's a difference between asking for something that you actually don't believe you have the right to have and asking for something that you have the right to have. And one of the things we have in this country that's unlike my friends that live abroad um, is we have freedom of speech. So mm -hmm. much so that 
we can speak and say things. We can walk down the streets of a place like Charlottesville and, you know, talk about the Jewish community in a bad way. See, we can do that and not get arrested or not get fired. You know, we can do that. You know, we can do things that that is within our realm. When asking, and this is what we're talking about today, we can ask, and sometimes, Glenna, it doesn't have to be a right, R-I-G-H-T, because we're talking about yeah. the energy of asking, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about, I, would, I, I think I'd like to ask for equal rights. I don't have it now. Uh, and I'm a woman in the United States, and I know I don't have it now. It's really clear to me. We just had a law enacted where it's okay to pay women less um, this year. So I know I don't have have it. Or I can ask to have prayers sent to me for a family member. But what you're talking about is our inability to even ask, right? Yeah. To even ask. Yeah. Um, with the whole thing, like the equal rights, interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. no one actually is totally equal. I hope we're all really different, and that's our uniqueness that makes this country great and the that's world correct. great. That's correct. Yeah. Um, but if you have a point of view that you can't ask for way more money as a woman, because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some law enacted that says they can pay you whatever they want, then you never asked for, wow, what would it take for me to outcreate every man in my business and make more money than that? But that would be a big ask. If you, but the point of view, your point of view will always stop you. If you have a fixed point of view, and if that's a limitation that you think is suppressing you and holding you down, that's, you know, with anything you're asking for, if you have these points of views, it's not possible, then guess what? It's not possible. Because your point of view is going to create your reality with what you're asking for. And, you know, I, and I think that, so, yeah, I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say with that iPad story that I gave my daughter, she did not have that reality that wasn't possible for her to get an iPad. That wasn't a possibility for her. That's right. That's right. Um, And the fact that she didn't have it, and this is what's kind of interesting for us to talk about. When we as parents or grandparents are asked for uh, something, you know, if our – if our children come to us and say, and vice versa, come to us and say, you know, mom or grandma, I'd really like a Mercedes, okay, for my graduation, right? Uh, one of the things we do is we respond to that in ways that makes it almost impossible for an individual to have the realization of possibility. Do you know what I'm saying, Glenna? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we yeah. choke the life out of the possibility DNA that that child or, uh, uh, may have. Yeah, Mercedes is impossible. Now, that's a really specific act. I want a Mercedes for graduation, and it's a great act. You know, and there's a whole bunch of questions around that. Is now is that the time? What would have to be put in place to get? Or what car would you actually like to have? Is that actually the one you're choosing? Is it more like could I? What could I have for graduation that's greater than I can imagine? Could be a Learjet. You know, the Mercedes may be small time. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's like, you know, specific ask um, can be a little bit more difficult sometimes for everything to arrange itself, but they're totally possible. If that kid really, really would like to have that for graduation, his parents, if they're not really wealthy, I mean, I live in Marin. Kids get Mercedes for graduations here. Um, That's it right. It does happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, that, wasn't, that wasn't something I was going to just give my kids for graduation. But if that was what they were asking for, with the way they ask, anything is possible. There could have been, you know, all sorts of different ways a Mercedes could have showed up in their life. Maybe it just was a drive in a Mercedes at graduation day. But then it's like, wow, okay, look what showed up. How does it get better than that? What else can I ask for? It's really once you start asking and receiving these things, it's asking for more. You start to build this muscle that when I ask, when I ask for more, it actually shows up. And then I can ask for more after that. And acknowledging that your ask created whatever it was that you asked for, however it showed up, and, get, and, and you can start building. It's a muscle you build that you actually can receive what you ask for. Yeah. I want to be really clear about about two things, too, that you said, and I don't want them to sort of kind of go by. There's this mm -hmm. dilemma we have with believing that if we really ask for what we want, that A, we're greedy, and two, we lack humility. And I think mm -hmm. that is like the dilemma we run into. I want to take a short break, and I would love to be able to talk about, is that really true? If I ask for that Mercedes or if if I ask for something that I need in my life or want in my life or desire, that's my favorite word, then am I trading off humility uh, uh, for it? We're going to take that on. Can you ask and still be humble? Can you do that? Yeah. Any of you have any comments? 1-800-930-2819, especially those of you that may be still kind of watching um, on Facebook. And this is really the question. Are you asking for what you really want? And what happens that if you happen to have a job that requires you to ask for money and you struggle to do that, what do you think we can help you with today? Do you want to raise? Are you in sales? Are you struggling to ask for what you really want to ask? What is it that goes on that chokes the life out of our asking DNA? We'll be right back. Dr. Glenna Rice in the house. We're going to give you lots of information. We'll be right back. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step -step breakthrough process to understand and resolve 
the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace, and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of Breakthrough Radio Show Masters of Reinvention, is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change. Live every month on Transformation Talk Radio. Are you struggling in a relationship and deeply craving some tools and support to get things back on track? Do you crave having a loving, compassionate relationship with Mr. Right, but always seem to pick Mr. Wrong? Well, Sarah Luce can help. She's created a four-week online course starting September 28th that will teach you how to shift your energy and behavior to have new transformative outcomes. And you're going to get a personal one-on-one session with Sarah to ensure you get powerful, personal results. Sign up today at sarahluce.com. Have you ever said to yourself, I need to let this go? While the phrase sounds effective, what does it actually mean? How do you let something go? Hi, I'm Eve from Elite Tarot, host of the weekly show, Mainstream Metaphysics Radio. As an intuitive coach and professional tarot card reader, I work with clients worldwide on using energy effectively to embrace joy. Here's an idea when letting something go. Find a time you won't be disturbed, and just between you and the universe, handwrite a letter sharing all your feelings of anger, hurt, and sadness. At the end, write, however, I choose to live my life with love, joy, and strength, and so for all that, I release you. After you sign your name, immediately shred the letter noting how your body physically feels as you release something that you've been carrying for oh so long. If you'd like to schedule a session, please visit my site at elitetarot.com. That's E-L-I-T-E-T-A-R-O-T.com. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh, Lord... You got to hear a laugh in that, Benny. Oh, my gosh. We're on radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah. Dr. Glenna Rice is in the house. We're talking about something super important. But before we get to it, um, I want to make sure that, uh, Glenna, everybody knows how to find out more about you. I know you're traveling all over the world, but it's important for folks to know, first of all, how they can work with you, how they can get some help from you, how they can find out more about their classes. So what's the best way to do that? Yeah, if you wanted to just reach out. To me, um, if you had a question for this call or you wanted to book a private session, I'm emailing me at glenna um, at glennarice.com is the best way to reach me directly. And then for all of my access classes up on the access website, it's accessconsciousness.com slash drglennarice. And you can find the list of classes where I'm going. I'm doing that wonderful class I did last year. I think we did a show on it where I book the horses um, and bodies doing this manual therapy directed the like fascial body work with um, Susie Godsey, this amazing animal whisperer. So we worked together creating that class. 
that's coming up yeah. in November. So all mm-hmm. of that is up there. Classes um, in Hungary, Costa Rica, yeah. Del- um, New Delhi. So lots of places around the world, lots of classes. The one exciting thing I'm doing, which we can talk about a little bit later, because I know you've got the talk. I love the topic you were ended with. But is um, I'm hosting Dr. Dane here, who's been on the show years ago, and I think yeah. a guest of mine, and Brendan Watt are teaching co-facilitating the choice of possibilities class in San Francisco October 13th to the 15th and on the Friday night the 13th um, Dr. Dane here is doing a taste of being in tumultuous times which considering how tumultuous the times have been with hurricanes and fires and earthquakes yeah and presidents that are crazy people shooting missiles over countries um, it's a wonderful time to have that, that something changed in that reality creating a different reality around that so that's the 13th, and, you know, best if you can come live, if you can make it to San Francisco that night, please, or if you're in San Francisco, open to everybody, no prerequisites, case of being in tumultuous times, and there is also an option to listen live with audio. You can find that on the accessconsciousness.com website also under Dane's oh, classes. I think that's yeah, exciting. Cool. I think it's mm-hmm. exciting because that's what we're talking about today. You know, so far we've been talking about, you know, what does it mean if uh, what's happening is, you know, we're embedding the DNA of scarcity? Uh, number one, do we even know we're doing that? Number two, do we understand that there are consequences from it? And number three, you know, if we are doing one and two, uh, do we believe that we're never going to be able to change? Because, you know what, Dr. Glenn, that's just the way I am. Well, that's not what we're talking about today. You know, we're talking about desire and deserving. You know, desire, my favorite word in the world, desire. Mm. And it is such a pure word. And just about everything we pick up spiritually talks about the unlimited nature of that. Yet, as we go through our day, we not only speak words of limitation, but we act them out. So what do you say to the folks that say, well, you can't have everything you ask for, and I've been like that all of my life, so I don't really think I could change because I'm 23 yeah. and you can't teach an old 23-year-old new tricks. <laughs> 23, if only. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, if someone doesn't want to change, if they're happy with the way they are and the way they be mm-hmm. and they know who they are and they're not desiring more, and the, I'm not asking them to change. That's no. great. Yeah. That's absolutely great. But if it's people are, you know, wanting more, desiring more, the, the interesting, um, like, you know, we can't, we can't get everything asked for. There's another thing we say all the time that we don't realize we're saying that does not create an ask. You say, I want something. Like, I want a you know, new car. You're asking, saying, the word want actually means lack of. It does not mean something you desire. There's, only, there's like one definition that we're never really using when we say that word that, so that you desire a new car. You're actually saying, I lack of a new car, which is actually a statement, not a question. I lack of a new car. And it's like, yeah, okay, you do. You don't have a car. Is there something you want to ask for? So that question, and we say it all the time, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. But every time we're saying it, we're just acknowledging that we don't have it. We're not asking to have it. I want means I don't have it. I lack of having it. So this is something we say all the time. 
And to catch yourself saying it and then go, oh, well, okay, I laugh at that. Is that something I'd like to have as part of my life? Is that something, what would, if I had that, what would that create for my future? And then, okay, cool. What's it going to take to have that? That's how we actually ask for the things we want to add to our life. What is it going to take for that to show up? What's it going to take to have a new car? What would I have to be to create a new car in my life? What would I have to do to create a new car in my life? When you say, I want it, then we're just acknowledging we don't have it, and there's not much you can do with that. So eliminate want from your life unless you're just acknowledging you don't have something. Yeah. So let's talk about what the impact is of choosing probability over possibility because that's really what we're talking about i mean i don't want to go into a whole quantum conversation about it about quantum physics but the minute that we put a limitation on something we're in the realm of probability you know which says Mm -hmm. i have two pair i have a pair of dice i take the pair of dice and i'm going to throw the dice and you know what is the probability of me throwing snake eyes right Um, Mm -hmm. well, there's the probability of that. But if I take one of the die away and I only have one and I throw the die, then there's a probability of that. So we're calculating whether or not we're going to get the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Before we ask for the thing and we're calculating our spiritual probability of it. And before we know it, we are spiritually bankrupt because of all of the things we have not asked for where the universe doesn't even stand a chance of giving it to us. Right. Because it's not probable. (laughs) It's only possible. There you go. Yeah, that's a great way. You know, it's probable until it shows up and then it's 100%, you know. Then you got it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so prob- probability in throwing the dice and how, you know, the chances that it's going to show up are all just kind of mental masturbation in a way. Those are for your logical brain. That's not really how the universe works. You know, even people that gamble, that ask questions, what's it going to, you know, take, blah, blah, blah. I've had, I know of people that have done this in, um, with horse racing, you know, just picking out so what horses, you know, what, which horse is winning and asking the energy of the horses. Winning races you know, making money, winning races. So you can even use, you know, this possibility, this question and choice and awareness and contribution in a situation where it's about probability. Because what, what, you know, if you're asking, the universe could change anything. Anything is possible. Not so much probable, but anything is possible. And knowing that changes your probability. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about asking now in terms of, you know, from an access consciousness perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. the asking question. Um, I did a workshop um, a number of years ago and it was called, uh, it was called ask big, now ask bigger. And Mm -hmm. it, it was, it's the conversation of flushing out the truth of what you really want. And that's really what we're talking about. There's a truth that you shared, right, about the experience of, you know, the child that you talked about. There's a truth to that. And there's, you know, and not from a truth from a absolutely finite perspective, but there's the truth of who I am. You know, do I really want a hard-boiled egg for lunch or am I going to have a hard-boiled egg because I know it's good for me 
Uh, or do I really want to order some big fat hamburger smothering over with onions and everything else? See, see, there's that inner truth to be able to say, this is what yeah. I really want. How can you help our listeners get to that? Get to asking yeah. the thing that they really want. Wow, that's such a good question. That is such a good question. There's, there's so many things to that. Um, one is, if you're willing to have everything, then you don't have a place of need. You're not, you brought that up before the break, being needy, asking without need. But if you ask mm-hmm. from lack, it's a real different energy. But if you knew you could have everything, what would you choose? What would you choose? And then also asking the, the thing, like, I want a hard-boiled egg for lunch. That's just mm-hmm. a question you ask your body. Because the body's eating it. The body, would you like to have a hard-boiled egg today for lunch? Yes is light or no is light. Which one's lighter for you? If it's a no, don't eat the hard-boiled egg. Um, and then if it's a yes, okay, what's it going to take to get a hard-boiled egg today for lunch? You know, what do you have to do to get one? What store do you have to go to? Um, mm-hmm. And you get what, you know, that, 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 that's kind of a really straightforward asking, what's it, you know, does my body want this? What's it going to take to have it? You can also mm-hmm. ask for your future. If I buy this, is what's it going to create for my future? Or if I ask for this, what's my future going to be like if I have this? And, and if I don't have it? Now, if it's not creating more for your future, is that really something you desire? Or is that even your point of view? Because a lot of the things we think we desire are other people's points of view. The stuff we see on TV, the stuff we see in our Facebook feeds. Um, that everybody, you know, Facebook feed comes up with some cool thing. Um, it seems like, oh, my gosh, I have to have that. That's amazing. And you're totally excited. You watch the video. Um, there's also this energy that's out there the entire time you're watching it of all the other people watching it and you pick up their, the, the way they're looking at it and it's not necessarily your energy. So then it's like, wow, if, do I actually desire that? If I bought that, would that create more for me? Would it create more money is another question you can ask. And then you can get clarity for you if it's something you'd, like, you'd actually like to have. Because if you're asking for stuff that you don't desire, it's not going to show up. Right. And then you can set yourself up for this whole thing. Well, I asked for that, and it didn't happen. And the universe doesn't have my back. It's like, well, if you didn't actually want it, no one's going to be bought. You know, the universe isn't going to be working really hard to get you things that you're not interested in. Nor are you actually working hard to get those things, because they're not things that you actually desire. But when you do actually desire stuff, it's a really different reality that shows up when you ask for things. And it never shows up the way you think it is going to. Um, can I share a story from my, I just yeah, love this one please. from my son from years, yeah. years ago, son is in middle school and they had pizza. You could purchase pizza slices. We purchased them for lunch. Yeah. So one day he was hungry and I only, I only purchased one pizza slice for him. And he was like, what would it take to have two slices of pizza? That was his ask. He wanted two slices of pizza. He's hungry. Um, yeah. didn't have any cash on him. It was a pre-ordered pizza lunch. So he starts walking down with his one slice of pizza in his juice box, walking down the aisle in the lunchroom, and a kid stops and goes, hey, Aiden, I'm really thirsty. Can I trade you my pizza for your juice box? Boom. Now, simple, just a slice of pizza. His body desired it. He desired it. He asked for it. Now, that scenario, you could never plan. You couldn't write that down. How do I get another slice of pizza? I look for the kid with that doesn't want his juice box, and we trade. That's it. The, that was all created by his act. And that, the simplicity of that story I love, and that's how it actually works. When we ask, 
it shows up in bizarre ways. And if you're open to the possibilities without points of views about how it should look like, then it can find you. And you can find it, what you're asking for. So I love that story. Grateful for my son for giving me that story years ago. You know, it's really interesting because that is a great story. I mean, haven't you been part of an arena? And let's talk about food for a minute. You know, it's hard for me to talk about, you know, food for a minute about this. And, you know, we're really watching people in Puerto Rico, for example. These poor folks are asking for what they want. They're just trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how do we get it? We have no electricity. We have no cell phones. They Do you know right now in Puerto Rico, uh, Mr. President, do you know right now that there are people over there that have no money? They don't have money. Money. And so mm-hmm. these are people that are saying, this is what we need this. We need help. They're asking for help. And I think we yeah. do a better job of asking for what we need when we're in a place of compromise. The part of the asking issue is this, and I would love, um, and yes, let's go ahead and skip the rate. Let's talk about this for a minute. We can also ask for those people, see? See, we sit in here and we could be writing our Congress people. We can be writing, we can be, okay, social media and saying, really, did you really say SOB in the public as a government employee? Did you call did you literally call players in the NFL's mothers the B word? Yeah, Britney Spears can do it. You know, she can say it in right. a song that gets bleeped out. But did you really do that as a government employee? Do you know you can actually get fired for that as a government employee? How about getting food to the people? They're asking. But see, we can ask for them. Sometimes that's called codependence. And I want to ask you about that, Glenna. Sometimes we can ask for something for people as well as them asking for themselves. That's just part of the asking process. Absolutely. I mean, I ask, what's it going to take to have a a world that's greater than I can imagine? That's everybody's included in that. Absolutely, the more people that are asking for um, contribute, for what is required to create the change that's necessary now in Puerto Rico, power on, food supplies there, whatever that's required to have create um, a difference now there. Like, what is it going to take for this to change? And what's it going to take to get the money and the power supplies and the food and the clean water um, to Puerto Rico as soon as possible? And then it's like everything that doesn't allow that, I'm going to uncreate and destroy all of it and let that go. For me, now I'm going to make a change just because I'm asking. And it, the more people asking, the more possibility there is. Absolutely. Um, and then some of it, that always is going to include, you know, what can you be different, do different, create, and generate for that to show up. So what do you have to do to create a change there? What do the people have to do there to create a change? Point, the, the thing I've talked about is the point of view creates your reality. So if you go into the point of view of how desperate the situation is, you're going to start creating more of that energy, um, which will make it more difficult for the things that are required to get there to get there. So it's really to be open to the possibilities, which is not an easy thing in this reality to be. I know that. I know it is not easy when you are in crisis like that 
we're in that kind of a situation to switch your our regular brain thoughts into a possibility when it looks desperate um, is difficult. And, you know, when you said it, like, what if we don't need to have a desperate, desperate situation to ask for what we'd like to have? You know, what if people have been, you know, asking or will ask now for the future that they have things in place the next time a hurricane, which they seem to be showing up more often, shows up, just like what's it going to take to have the infrastructure in my country so that we have ease with hurricanes? Or what would it take to have an ease with a hurricane? There's another question you could ask. Maybe it'd miss your island completely. You know, what is possible with our questions, and how big can we ask? But things like this don't have to be created this way. And how mm-hmm. can we create something different by asking mm-hmm. for not just the Caribbean? We've got places everywhere, Mexico, um, Houston, yeah. Florida, the fires in Spokane, Washington, like the fires around the place. Um, I had, my son was up in Portland, and they were scraping ash off his car before he drove down here last week to go back to school. There's just stuff everywhere that yeah. is tumultuous yeah. and crazy. And it's like, wow, what's going on? What is the earth talking to us in a way it's never spoken to us before? And are we going to listen? Because she's kind of loud right now. At least in the last four, four or five weeks, she's been very loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And you know, what's interesting about this is there is an asking and you're right about that. Um, The other thing I want to ask you about with this show today is, uh, and again, before we jump into it, again, please tell folks what your website is, how they can find out more about you, how they can work with you directly as well, and how they can um, attend some of the Access Consciousness uh, workshops and seminars. Yeah. So um, glennarice.com, my website, most of the information is there, and then directly to the access site to find my classes, Glenna, accessconscious.com slash Glenna, Dr. Glenna Rice. Sorry. You can also like my Facebook page, Dr. Glenna Rice, um, and I'm mm-hmm. on Twitter and Facebook and in- Instagram recently. Yeah. I've got <laughs> all my yeah. social media stuff happening. Yeah, and you know, I love this because, you know, you and I look at the world and we're now doing shows really that reflect a level of consciousness. This is one of them. Um, People believe sometimes, Glenna, that you got to ask a certain way, like you have to have a certain demeanor, you have to do that, you know, you know, so forth and so on. You have to be polite. Um, there are all these rules around asking. I don't know about you, but when I'm in the privacy of my own space with the God of my understanding, I ask, I absolutely ask first with a thank you for providing me with. I mean, there's part of that that's an energy I choose to have. But in the Mm -hmm. world, I don't think that we're talking about that. If you don't have money or water, You need to get on the air and say, I need money or water, which people are doing. But there's a part of our society that thinks we have to ask for certain things in a certain way. May I please have the last piece of pizza? I'm going to tell you, if you and my family and you took that long to ask for that last piece of pizza, what do you think would happen (laughs) with that? It would go away. Someone else would eat it. It'd be gone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, we had a rule in our house, and this is, uh uh-oh, I'm going to share this, uh uh-oh. If you took the last of anything, you had to do the dishes. <laughs> now, that's a weird way to kind of be in the scarcity mode, right? Um, I kind of like it, 
isn't that kind of cool? Um, yeah. I will tell you that, you know, there are some days I looked at that last piece of chicken wing and I looked at all the dishes in the kitchen and say, you know what, I'm just going to save an extra Twinkie for later. Um, but the point that I'm trying to raise is, is there a right way to ask? A right way to no. ask, Glenna? There's not a right way or a wrong way. It is about asking. Um, just asking. You can ask all quiet by yourself in a room. You can get on the phone and call someone up and ask, what's it going to take? You know, the number of times I've, I've had something show up, like at an airport or something, I'm like, okay, what's it going to take to make this flight? And ask, like, what else is possible here? I've been, you know, yeah. like, I'm not going to get on this flight. This, I, my, this was laid over and that delayed. And what's it going to take to get on the flight in my head? And then going up to the front, you know, the desk and saying, what's possible here? Can I get to get me on this flight? Out loud to the person working there with the open possibility of anything could show up to change it. And the number of times they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get you on. Or, you know, it's delayed. Or some amazing thing showed up. It was like, wow, mm -hmm. thank you. I am so grateful for this. What else is possible now? Like, how does it get even better than this? So you're talking about being thankful when you ask. Yeah, gratitude is a huge part. And you're grateful for what you create. Anytime yeah. you ask and it shows up, you are the creator of that. It's not someone else didn't do that for you. You are the creator of all the things that show up in your life. Everything can help work with you to create it, but you ask. And you, to acknowledge oh that is a, yeah, you're the one that asks. Unless you ask, ain't nothing happening. Oh my gosh. Our next show, what else is possible here? We're going to, I love this topic because this is where you and I will get to talk about what else is possible. What happens when we let go of the attachment to what we think the outcome is? And what is it yep. in our lives, yours and mine, if you share some stories around this, what has literally showed up? I can tell you for me, I wouldn't be on this radio show right now if the what else is possible, even not even knowing the power of that, showed up and I dialed a wrong phone number and I didn't hang up. So this yeah. is really, can you step in and become a possibilities warrior? Glenna, thank mm. you for today. One last question, personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? What would it take to have everything you desire? <sighs> mm. I love that. Yeah, throw the question out. What would it take to have everything I desire? <laughs> wow. What a fun topic. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you, Dr. Glenna, again. Um, how powerful is this for today's world that we live in? Thank you so much for helping so many people. Thanks for having me on again, Dr. Pat. Anytime. All right, we're going to take a shorty. More coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. We'll see you next time.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.